Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are listening to Gems in the AM. Please help spread the word so that others can also gain knowledge. And if you benefit in any way from our reminders, please make a sincere dua for us. Jazakumallahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa hlul uqtata min lisani yafqahu kawli. Welcome to another episode of Gems in the AM. Today we will be talking about sabr and how we can earn the pleasure of Allah through patience. When we are discussing riba, when we are discussing being content with Allah, with the decree of Allah in particular, it phases into the idea of sabr, the idea of patience. Because patience is of different levels. Patience could be not saying something bad when calamity, when calamity afflicts you. Patience in other definitions could be saying something bad but not doing something bad, as in not acting upon it. So basically there are so many different levels of patience and there are also so many different ways that we can utilize patience to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember that the Prophet said in a hadith, How amazing is the state of a believer. Why? Because when something good happens to him, he is grateful and that is better for him. And that when a calamity befalls him, he is patient and that's also better for him. So regardless of the situation, whether it's good or bad, he's always in a good state because he knows his, his situation, is, is, his decree is in the hands of Allah. And he has full tawakkul in his plan. The Prophet ﷺ taught us that it's okay to embrace our emotions. We are shown in the story that when the Prophet ﷺ's son Ibrahim died, he holds his son, his son in his arms and he begins to cry, he begins to weep so hard. And Abdurrahman ibn Awf, who was a companion of the Prophet ﷺ, he sees him crying and he says to him, you too, a messenger of Allah, you cry? Meaning like, oh messenger of Allah, out of all people, you shouldn't cry. Because of all people, you know that this is a means for you to enter paradise. You know that this is a means of you for seeking forgiveness. You know that this is a means of, of getting higher elevation in the next life, in the hereafter. They thought of the Prophet ﷺ as this most perfect man that ever walked the face of this earth, which he was. But don't forget that he was a human being. And so the Prophet ﷺ looks at him and he says, That the heart feels sadness and the eyes, they shed tears. But at the same time, we don't say anything except that which is pleasing to Allah. His baby boy just died and he's holding him in his arms and he's crying. Why? Because it's okay to cry. It's okay to let it out. So the Messenger of Allah ﷺ gives us this balance. You know, embrace your emotion. Don't set a high unhealthy standard for yourself. Don't think to yourself that if I keep my emotions inside because I need to observe patience. Or don't think to yourself that if I do cry, I'm going to be amongst those who are sinful. No, if you feel hurt, if you feel sad, cry. You are built with emotions. Your Rabb, the one who created you in the most perfect form, created, we, created you with emotions, so use it. But don't say anything to displease Allah. He knows your pain. He subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the state of your heart. Use those emotions and channel them into words of dhikr, into sincere dua, cry it out. Enhance your spirituality through calamity. Don't make it a means of distancing yourself from Allah. One of the most difficult ways to gain the pleasure of Allah is through this process called ihtisab. To seek reward, to put it into account. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says that most people that will enter paradise will not enter because of a good deed that they did, but they will enter because of a hardship that they endured. And they responded to that hardship with patience. That it could be a means for you to enter paradise. 
because you were patient through a calamity that befell that came upon you. Not saying that doing good deeds is wrong and no, of course you will get into Jannah because of that. But Allah wants to see how you're going to react to your tests. And maybe, just maybe, if you reacted with sub with patience, that could be your ticket, that could be your gate into Jannah. The Prophet said that Allah will continue to test the believers in health, in wealth, and in their families until they meet Allah without any form of sin. So they will go through sickness, they will go through pain. And all is that all of that is a means of draining their sins away. So you will be tested. You and I will we will be tested and we will have to endure hardship. But we must utilize that pain as a means of ihtisab, as a means of seeking his reward, seeking closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That oh Allah, I can't get to you without you. I need you in this situation. So look at the current situation that we're living in right now. And imagine all the plans that that had gotten delayed. You know, you had, I don't know, a wedding, a party, or something set up seven months in advance, a year in advance. And now you're sitting here in your homes and you can't do anything about it, right? You had stuff on this checkoff list of yours and now all these things are just piling up. So use this time to endure that patience. Go through this hardship knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a greater plan for you. And you know, maybe in this greater plan of His, He just wanted to wipe away your sins. He just want, he wanted to, He's showing His rahmah upon you through this time. And you know, sometimes when we're going through a lot of uh, difficult situations, we feel comforted when a friend comforts us, right? Sometimes the comfort you receive from those who are beloved to you as a result of some pain you suffered makes all that pain go away. So imagine us doing the same with Allah, that, oh Allah, I want you to be the one who comforts me. Oh Allah, I want you to be the one who makes this trial, makes this hardship a means of me coming closer to you. And this is best shown in the story of Asiya. May Allah be pleased with her. When Fir'aun was torturing her, Fir'aun, who was the tyrant of Egypt, and he was also the king. And on top of all this, he was her husband. And he's torturing her, and she's dying. And she's looking up into the sky, and she says a beautiful dua. She says, fil Jannah." Oh Allah, build for me, with you, a palace in paradise. She took that hardship she was facing, and she channeled it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she sought by it elevation in the hereafter. The most perfect form of sabr, the most perfect form of sabr is to take hardship from this world and ask Allah to give you ease in the hereafter as a result of that hardship in this world. To take pain from this world and to channel it by asking for better in the hereafter. That's the highest level of pursuit anyone could seek spiritually. That's the highest level of ihsan because asking for goodness in this world is easy because it's so temporary. When Asya was being tortured, she could have asked for a better husband. She could have asked for a divorce, but she asked for Allah's company. Oh Allah, before I want a house in Jannah, I want your company. Replace the company of Fir'aun with the company of you. In this most difficult time, there's nobody I need except you. When you let your pain derail you in this world, that means we have put too much hope and too much expectation in this world. But when you put your emotions in the hands of Allah and ask Allah to alleviate your suffering and grant you more in the hereafter, when a person can channel seeking pain in this world to pleasure in the hereafter, that shows that you only want you only want Allah's pleasure in the hereafter and you understand and you understand that true enjoyment true satisfaction can only be found in the hereafter so how can i prepare myself for these moments first connect your heart with Allah always have it connected with Allah second conceptualize the concept of ridha bi qada'illah that my decree is in the hands of Allah and when you become con content with what with what Allah has decreed for you that's when you become the richest of people and lastly, don't set high expectations of this dunya. 
Don't set high expectations of this world because this world will just disappoint you. Use that, use that hardship as a means to get closer to Allah and seek more ease in the hereafter. Now taking all of that and linking it back to this blessed month that, we in, that we're in right now, Ramadan, which is coming to an end. The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith, That fasting is considered to be mastering half of the entire art of patience. And this hadith is reported in At-Tirmidhi. Being patient is part of being a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why every prophet that we read about in the Quran has stories of them mastering the art of patience. Of them is Prophet Ibrahim, the one who was thrown into the fire, the one who had to sacrifice his son, yet he was patient. Of them is Prophet Musa who was mocked and went through so many trials, so much so that the Prophet ﷺ himself said that Musa was mocked and taunted more than I ever was. Of them was Prophet Ayyub, and his story is known to be linked to sabr. You know, whenever we look online for Islamic stories on patience, the number one or on that list somewhere, we're going to find that li- the one we're going to find the story of Prophet Ayyub. The man went through the loss of his health, the loss of his wealth, the loss of his offspring. But what does the Quran say about him? Inna wajadnahu sabira. Indeed, we found him patient. And there's many other prophets in the Quran, all of them that are mentioned, who went through trials. Prophet Nuh, Prophet Yusuf, Prophet Muhammad all of them went through trials, but their faith is what kept them grounded. Hence, showing us that sabr and iman go hand in hand. There are only a few ayahs in the Quran that say, Allah loves so and so. Inna Allah yuhibbul so and so. One of them is, Wallahu yuhibbul sabirin. That Allah loves those who are patient. And the other one is, Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. That Allah is with those who are patient. This just These two ayahs show us what a great virtue it is to be patient. Allah is with those who are patient and Allah, Allah loves those who are patient. Now that we've covered patience and how awesome it is, let's get, in, let's get into understanding why it's so hard to have, why it's so hard to maintain. Patience is so hard to master because it's an inactivity. Patience is an inactivity. You have to train yourself to do nothing. To control yourself from doing what you want to do. When you're sad, you're grieving, you want to lash it out somewhere. You want to take it out. You have fr- frustration inside of you that's building up and you want to take it out. You, we've heard of that expression. We all heard of it. I'm so mad I can punch a wall. Patience is having mercy on that wall. Saying that although I want to, I'm going to hold myself back. I'm going to control myself. I'm going to keep myself grounded. Now just to be clear... Patience doesn't mean to we go, we go numb. In the story that Asya mentioned when the Prophet ﷺ was holding his son Ibrahim in his, hand, in his hands as he was passing away, he said, That indeed the heart will be saddened and the eyes will shed tear. We're human. We are going to cry. We are going to feel. Because if you're not feeling, if you're not crying, realistically, that's not human. That's not human behavior. Allah created us to feel. But to hit ourselves, to wail, to question, that's not patience. We say, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raja'un and accept from Allah what He gives to us and what He takes away from us. That, oh Allah, you are my Lord. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't understand why this is happening because my wisdom is limited. But it's okay because I trust you. And I understand because whatever you give me in this dunya, oh Allah, you're going to take it back. Nothing was mine to begin with. Your actions, your words show your patience. The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith, 
إنما الصبر عند صدمة الأولى. And this hadith comes from a story of a lady who was crying at the grave of her son or her husband. There are two different narrations. But anywho, she was crying at the grave of a loved one. And the Prophet ﷺ approached her and told her to have patience. And she told him, you don't know what I'm going through. You can't tell me to be patient. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my loss. And he walked away. And later on, when she found out who he was, she went and apologized. And she said, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. And he said, it's okay, but إِنَّمَا الصَّبْرُ عِنْدَ صَدْمَةِ الْأُولَى That patience is at that first stroke of calamity. The first time you get the news. Because over time, you're eventually going to become patient. You're going to have to deal with it. So patience will come. But the virtue of having patience is right then. The first time it happens. It's how you react at that first moment. Patience has to be earned from the beginning. It has to be worked on from the beginning so that when calamity does strike, you're able to control yourself in a patient manner. Now let's rewind all this and take it back up to fasting. Fasting is what allows us to master our patience. When we're fasting, we're withholding ourselves from the necessities of life, food and drink. So that we can demonstrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if I can live without food and water, then I can definitely live without committing sins. That, oh Allah, if I can live without food and water, then I can surely live without disobeying you. We master this every day, every night, and then we really hone in on it in, this, in these 30 days. And this is why just fasting will perfect half of patience. Patience is such a beloved virtue to Allah that it's one of His 99 names, As-Sabur. Allah loved this attribute so much that He characterized Himself with it. How is Allah As-Sabur? The Prophet ﷺ said that no one is more asbar than Allah. How? His servants deny him. They don't listen to him. They reject him. They negate his existence. Yet he continues to provide for them. If someone says something bad about me, what's going to happen the next day? My doors are closed for you. But how merciful is he subhanahu wa ta'ala that no matter how far you go away from him, he's there for you and he continues to provide for you. You turn away, but he's waiting for you. You take one step, and he says, I'm going to come running to you. Allah is all-knowing, all-seeing. Imagine what he, imagine what, imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he sees his servants and they're not listening to him. And he continues to provide for them. They continue to say these things about him, yet he continues to provide for them. That's our Lord, the most merciful. What, now what's in this for us? What is it, what do we get out of being patient? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, what uh, that their reward for being patient is to enter Jannah and to taste the blessings of Jannah. So as we go through these last few days of Ramadan, let's master the, the art of patience. Let's take it one day at a time. There's only a few days left. But the next time you feel like you're, you're, it's building up in you, just remember the patience of all the prophets. It's going to be hard, but it's something that we have to work towards if we want to perfect it. And that's why we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we understand our limits and that's why we say in a dua, رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَخِذْنَا إِنَّ نَسِينَا أَوْ وَقْتَعْنَا Oh Allah, do not take us into account if we forget or if we, or if we make mistakes. رَبَّنَا لَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا And oh Allah, do not burden us the way you burden those who came before us. رَبَّنَا لَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَ now we know that certainly we will fail, we will, fart, we will fall short, we will be tested. And so we continue to say, anna. So if we do fall short, O oh Allah, pardon us, and forgive us. 
وَرْحَمْنَا and have mercy on us. أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ You are our protector. You give us victory over the disbelievers. This dua puts into words what we face as we try to face the inevitable tests of life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all sabr and make us amongst his patient servants. Until next time, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.